Did you find your questions? Yeah, I found mm. my questions. Okay. Great. 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 It's going to be great. I like this movie. Well, you don't want to start with your news on oh. episode number 44. You are way off, Justin. Usually you're like one off. What? It's 49. What? Yeah. Have I? Uh, I think I've had brain damage in the past. You I was going to say, you might have had a couple of Three episodes at least. Yeah. There's blood leaking out of your nose. <sighs> a little bit. You had to clean this uh, mic filter several times, I think. Comes with the territory. It's the cost of doing business. Yeah. With Michael Bay. It is. But anyway, you had some exciting news for everybody. Yes. The yeah. movie that everybody hated and doesn't remember a single aspect or character name of the movie is getting at least four more sequels. That what movie is that? Being Avatar. With the main character name of... Sully? Sully. Wasn't his name? Was that Sully? Jake Sully or something. Incredibly generic like that. And the scientist lady's name... Sigourney Weaver. Exactly. I and can just say the actors' names. Yeah. It, I, I honestly don't know why they're... Like, apparently, James Cameron met with some screenwriters, like, oh, we can totally, you know, milk this out to four movies, and I, seriously, like, you could walk down the street and ask anyone, like, oh, who was Avatar's main character, like, other than broad strokes of the story, which was all just a big cliche. Sam Worthington? Yeah. Who is an American in the movie? Who is totally not, like, invading Iraq for oil, or... Unobtainium. Sorry. And yeah. Pandora, not Iraq. What's the What's the character's name again? Who? Sam Worthington. Sully something? Jake Sully. I, think it's Jake I couldn't, Sully. honestly couldn't remember. You're a funny you guy, Sully. I like you. That's why I'm going to kill you last. Yeah. But he doesn't. He gets copied with the USB plug at the end. Is that how the movie ended? Did he, mm -hmm. did he get like a blue person body? Yeah, because they tried to do it with Sigourney Weaver, but then she died... Before they could finish, like the you know, it got to like ninety nine percent. Windows is like, there's ten seconds left. They rip the USB out. Okay. Well, one of those things where ten seconds turns into an hour. One okay. of those kind of deals. She died, and then at the end of the movie, he's able to survive because I guess he wasn't dying when they did it. He just did it voluntarily because he's a cripple. So is he a blue person mm -hmm. or good ish now? Yep. yep, his soul is now in a blue person. Okay. Well. I honestly didn't remember that, and I really didn't care. I mean, the movie looked good. That's all that it had going for it, in my opinion. But really, I don't think you can stretch out a good-looking movie for four movies. No. I or mean, four sequels would be five movies. The gimmick was we saw it in IMAX 3D. I think we saw it together. Yeah, and yeah. that was one of the first movies that was starting to do IMAX 3D. and It was impressive. I mean, yeah, that's what it was. It was impressive-looking. It was a tech demo. But... It Especially was, um, that part where he and Zoe Saldana are in the woods at night the first time. There's like all the floating little flower petal things. Yeah. There's a good use of 3D technology. James Cameron is good at doing that. Yeah, but. a lot of stuff in you know, Avatar looked good, unlike the movie we're going to review in a bit. But Hey, <sighs> ouch. Those kids worked really hard, Justin. Yeah, I'm sure you know those high school kids they hired like were really good with special effects. Their dad said so. I always thought it was those Chinese farmers they hired with guns to their head. Oh, could be them. I thought they usually go out to Korea to, you know, get shoddy special effects. I would stuff. think that. Or is that just The Simpsons that does Korea labor? 
I would. I don't know. Oh, okay. I would think it's probably somewhere in Asia, but it just there's so much China money in this movie. Uh, that's true. That's true. Actually. Yeah. They may have had a little bit going for a minute. Just a little bit. Anyway. So that's great. Avatar is having four sequels, probably more, and some spinoffs. Of course. And a cartoon series. I'm honestly surprised it took this long for you know. James Cameron would be like, oh, wow, I made a lot of money off this movie. It's because Sam Worthington's so busy, his schedule's full. I honestly don't know if you're being serious or not, but... I'm not being serious. He hasn't made a movie since Terminator Salvation. Seriously? I haven't seen him anywhere. Hmm. Have you, Grant? No, I, I think he was upgraded into Jai Courtney. Yeah, I haven't seen him since Terminator Salvation. That was the last movie I recall seeing him in. It's possible he just went back to Australia and is doing Australian TV, but yeah, we wouldn't know about that nor would we care. Nope. Anyway, the other thing I saw this week Yay. was Transformers 5. I honestly didn't know this was in the pipeline, but unfortunately in the research for these past movies, Google has found it useful for, to suggest news articles to me about Transformers now. Yay. Thank you, Clark. You're welcome, Justin. So yeah, I saw that. Let me give you my review of Transformers 5. Are you ready? <laughs> Or that, yeah. yeah. Okay. That was a good review. <laughs> Solid. My prediction, I should say. I can't review it until it's out. I'm yeah. just calling. We're going to measure the Transformers 5 pre-review on the using the Rome criteria for bowel movements. <laughs> Did you call this one uh, consistent? Or I'm going to say it's going to be like watery, very watery and loose. I mean, it's consistent with the rest of the movies. I don't see how it can get any worse. <laughs> I mean, that's that's my prediction. Like, it has nowhere down to go. It yeah. Less so we're going straight to diarrhea then. Okay. I think they've all been just like on a sliding scale down personally. They get worse every time. I mean, yeah, you could say two was the worst one, but it's, you know, I think three diarrhea in a sea of shit. Like, I think three is worse than two, and I think four is worse than three. It's clearly oh, really? a matter okay. of personal preference because you and I were talking about it, and I think two is definitely the worst. And I thought this one, Age of Extinction, was a bit better than two. It's like Revenge of the Fallen is the low point for me because it makes no sense, and it was so long. And This movie was long as shit. Well, this movie was long as shit, too. They are way too long, but it also didn't have a, a fight scene that took up an hour and a half of the movie almost. Mm, their fight scenes were more spread out in this movie. Yeah. I'd say there were probably more fight scenes total in this movie, though, like minutes of film. They were just more in, like interspersed in the story. Yeah, there was more... There was, a bitter, there was a bigger effort to include the humans, actually, in the progression of the story in this movie versus, you know, Shia being shuttled around or carried around by Autobots and stuff. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so let's talk about Transformers for Age of Extinction. So again, in this format of Transformers movies we've been falling into, you have questions. Mm-hmm. I actually have some this week, too, that I brought with me. Two, oh, well, you have three, four. Is that five, five pages of questions? It's five pages of questions. Okay, um, <laughs> you make my paltry little <laughs> list of, you know, ten or so. Just yeah. sad in comparison. 
I couldn't even do anything while I was watching this movie. I couldn't put it on the background. I had to keep writing questions as I was watching it. Just going like, what? I, I had a lot of what's. And then like I point to the movie, I sort of just like zoned out. And I'm like, oh, hey, look, it's Galvatron. Well, you can see here. An iPod page, guy. Page, two pages. This, I had to take a break. I watched part of it last night. And then I went to bed to prevent suicide. Oh, well, that's yeah. good. Because I was going to kill myself. Um, so, why didn't dinosaurs have feathers? The robot dinosaurs or all the, the, the dinosaurs real dinosaurs at the, the start in of the, the beginning? Movie? Yeah. Fuck you, Michael Bay. Uh, because feathers aren't cool, just like they didn't have feathers in Jurassic Park. Yeah. Which, in, in Jurassic Park, they, they spliced frog DNA in, so I'll give them a pass. Yeah, but they, they specifically didn't put feathers in the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park because they tested it, and people reacted better to the dinosaurs without feathers. Because, like, in the third Jurassic Park movie, remember the raptors had feathers and stuff? And they looked stupid. I think oh, you're saying actual... Real people, not people in whatever fictional Jurassic Park universe. Yeah, real people, like the movie producers. So, like, I have no doubt that they did the same thing here just because, like, you know, people think dinosaurs didn't have feathers or anything like that, so it's easier for them to believe that they're dinosaurs. Yeah. Speaking of dinosaurs, I just... One of my questions yeah. sort of tied into it. Yep. Um, so, I knew there were dinosaurs at the start of the movie. Yep. And I actually forgot that you mentioned that there would be robot dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. And I think halfway through the movie, one of the scientists mentioned like, oh, hey, like these were some of the original ones from eons ago. Not showing dinosaurs yet, but I'm like, oh, dear. I just remembered what Clark told me. Yeah. This is going down a hole. I did not want to go. It's too late. It's like a black hole. You're caught. Yep. It's over. There was no escape, and I had to watch. So all the evidence of the asteroid impact that wiped the dinosaurs in reality is like fake. It's like crop circles in the Transformers world now. Because there's that big crater that forms the Gulf of Mexico where I think part of the asteroid is reputed to have crashed. Right. So that's just like a well, naturally I think occurring phenomena? South of the Gulf of Mexico. It's on the Yucatan Peninsula, but yeah. Okay, so in that general vicinity that we in America don't care about. Right. The rest of the world. Um, the asteroid hit, but in the Transformers universe, it didn't. Yeah, there's just an explosion. And like, well, I mean, there were multiple extinction events, I guess you could say. But they very specifically say that the the forerunners or whomever came here to like seed the planet with Transformium, which is a really stupid name for anything. But that's what wiped out the dinosaurs. Stupider than Unobtainium? But... Well, they... they... I'm sure the Forerunners didn't call it Transformium. That's a stupid name the people at that company Yeah, Steve gave Jobs. It. Yeah, I'm did, trying put to it on there. trademark. Yeah. He said that they actually did um, they did trademark it because they, they tested it with focus groups, and it performed well. Mm. Yes, in a very un-Apple-like way. Uh, okay. So, um, so, I mean, I guess we'll go to dinosaurs later. I'll hold my question there. Yeah, hold, hold your question until we get to the dinosaurs. Okay, sure. Let me just write it down, though, so I don't forget. Um, okay, so we get to the what-are-you-going-to-shoot-me cliche, so I gave them negative points for that. Now, Mark Wahlberg, I wasn't sure he was supposed to be from Texas because he sounds like he's from Boston, 
and he has a really aggressive attitude towards people, like the guy he buys the camera from in the theater. Yeah, I mean, he likes... The things he's saying makes him be perceived as a Texas native, but literally everything else he does and his accent and the way he carries himself, it's Boston. Right. Like, he can't escape that. What's he saying like to the guy, like, give me seven bucks, I'm going to keep talking? Like, Yeah, that's not a Texan thing to do. Like, a Texan thing to do is like, you know, oh, you know, I might shoot you in the foot sort of thing or... Or suck the old guy's cock and ask him to talk more about his memories of John Wayne films. Something, sure. I don't know. I'm just know. saying, like, his pushy kind of, like, big city attitude doesn't gel with the, I'm from rural Texas and I spent my whole life down here. Yeah, seriously. It was strange. Speaking of him in Texas. Okay, yeah. When they were in the workshop, I don't know if you remember this part, they had a picture of him and his wife and the kid... Yeah. It's like, oh, you were a high school mistake. And he looks fucking like, you know, 40 in like his high school picture right after graduation. It looks like they got Mark Wahlberg and an actress and a baby and gave him some hair dye and were like, congratulations, you're 19. Yes. Yeah. And I think I he had like that. a backwards baseball cap on. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a Red Sox cap, to be perfectly honest, because they, I didn't really take note of it, but it, Oh, probably. They had to call him in for pickups or something. And he's like dressed in his street clothes, like, all right, let's do this quick. Exactly. Okay. Um, uh, dude, I was a football star. Just wanted to put that out there. Uh, speaking of that, yep. I also had a... Uh, Woo! Let's get wasted! From- oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote, all girls are retarded, question mark. Like, <laughs> is that what Michael Bay is trying to say? I- all, all hot blonde girls. Is- <laughs> I just like... Couldn't stop laughing. I had to pause the movie because I was laughing so hard at that. Like, that was the only part of the movie where I actually, like, genuinely laughed. I'm like, holy shit. That's fucking hilarious. Like, See, I think this is, to me, the objectively worst Transformers movie, but it's also in some ways the best because it constantly challenges you to figure out what's going on, and it's hilarious because of how bad it is. And that's one of those things where it's like, oh, like two weeks till no more classes. Let's get wasted. Woo! Yeah. And I honestly think there was, like, you know, the stereotypical, like, spring break woo screams, but yep. I could be wrong. Will Michael Bay ever let Iraq go? No. Okay. Because it, it comes up several times in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that, too, and he won't let it go. He thinks he's so deep and yeah edgy bringing up Iraq in his movies. He's just not ever going to let it go. Uh, the guy from Deadpool is his sidekick for a little bit. Guy from the long haired guy. He runs the bar in Deadpool. Oh, that's where I saw him recently. I'm yeah, like, oh, I've seen this guy I, like really, really recently. He's in uh, Silicon Valley on HBO, I think. Oh, yeah. He, is he? Yeah. That's the same oh, okay. guy? Okay. I wasn't sure if it was just the same look, but okay. So that's, I just wanted to mention he was there. Um, shitty inventor, lol. So he's like a failed inventor. Yeah. Who, who makes robot dogs that try to dial 911 but can't? I mean, he honestly looks like a, just a tinkerer, and he like does a bunch of shit around the house, which I don't know how he makes money, but I guess he doesn't either because their house is underwater or something. Or he's oh, yes. behind on the mortgage. The <laughs> I wrote fat black woman, LOL. 
the realtor who's showing the house to the people who want to buy it because it's foreclosed. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, all right, Michael Bay's getting the stereotypes out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> something, I can't remember what it was. I think it was him with the baseball bat. I wrote down Vietnam fucking shit. Which Vietnam is what fucking Mark shit. Wahlberg reportedly shouted at uh, an old Vietnamese man while he was beating him up. You never heard about this? What? When he was like 17 or something, he beat the shit out of an old Vietnamese guy and called him a Vietnam fucking shit and blinded him. He beat him so badly. That's how he ended up in prison. I was unaware of this story. Yeah, he's been in prison before. Okay. And turned his life around when he saw his brother Donnie Wahlberg's band or music group, whatever, New Kids on the Block on the prison TV and was like, oh, I could have been part of that. But here I'm in prison. And Fuck. He cleaned himself up. And he became Marky Mark. Hey, for us. <laughs> it worked out for us in the best. Um, not sure if you got this one, but I thought it was pretty funny that they actually figured out how to use Skype in this movie. Oh, yes. They're not using Cisco telepresence. I noticed yes. that. <laughs> Instead of like Linksys or Cisco. Yeah. The different sponsor for this movie. But yeah, yeah did you catch Stanley Tucci's, his, what the, the computer system he was using to control the drones and everything? It was a Windows 10 tablet. Oh, was it? So Microsoft a put Surface. Up, yeah, they put oh, up money for so this. Oh, so that's why they were yeah, using Skype, using Skype. this time. Okay. <laughs> oh, so I have a, a proper question now, though. So the robot, because it, it then cuts to the part where they're hunting down Ratchet, I think. One of the Autobots. Yeah. The robot needs night vision goggles. Like the robot, the bounty hunter robot, is who's sitting in the weeds with his big sniper rifle, has like a a one-pipe NVG set that you'd see, like, on Navy SEALs. It's like, why does a robot need a second pair of night vision goggles? I thought that was strange as well. With Zoom. Like, why? what does he need that for? He has robot eyes. He can, you know, do it himself. It's to craft the image. I mean... it's more. For, I think it's more for the audience. But, it's yeah, it's dumb. Like, the robot would have that built into his optical units. At first glance... Lockdown? Is that what was that? Lockdown. Lockdown. He reminded me of a StarCraft... Uh, the like, ghost ability? Lockdown? Yeah. I, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that was it. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, he reminded me of like a ghost or those one things that are only in the missions of StarCraft 2, the Spectres. Spectres. Or, yeah. Lockdown and Nuke, the ultimate Protoss carrier counter. <laughs> yeah. From JPEG Slider, a.k.a. StarCraft 1. Yeah, but he had that same sort of look to him and... Yeah, he looked cool, but then, like, you start, you know, squinting a little bit. It's like, hmm, this guy is actually pretty fucking retarded. I thought it was funny that his head turns into a fucking gun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, his head transforms Well, when I first saw cannon. him, like, I was thinking back to what you said, like, oh, the Decepticons always turn into, like, guns and other things. And I thought it was, like, a Decepticon. And it's like, oh, no, he's just retarded. He's like a third faction, but yeah, I laughed when his his head turned into like the fucking huge cannon gun. <laughs> That's not. Can we talk about the third faction, or are we going to get to that later? We're going to get to that. Okay. Because it, it does come up like three quarters of the way through the movie, and it just makes no sense. No sense whatsoever. Again, though, as a another a further retcon of the Transformers backstory slash reason for being on Earth. There's a. 
lot that doesn't make sense about the third faction or the other shit on their ship or anything. But there's four movies and there are literally four different reasons for them to be there, each of which they say is like the real, true, final reason. Yeah. But we'll get to that. Uh, bad. First of all, the CIA unit's name, the, what is it, the Grave Diggers or some shit? Or the Corpse Masters or something fucking stupid? Cemetery team? Cemetery Wind. Yeah. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> The motivation for, uh, I'm going to call him Bosch, but Titus Welliver's character. Yeah. My sister died in Chicago. Oh, that okay. guy. I fucking hate robots. Yeah, like, yeah. Ooh, you fucking robots. My sister died in Chicago. He's going to come over and shake his backpack or something. Yeah, and maybe throw it off the table to yeah. make his point real clear. Mm-hmm. I guess. Don't ever do it again. Uh. So then I asked the ro it's the robot I didn't realize it was the bounty hunter at first. That I was like, Oh wait a minute, that's the bounty hunter. So I had seen this movie when it came out and then later yesterday. So the robot hunter is working for or working with the CIA team, who is in fact working for him off the books, but they're telling the president that they're only killing Decepticons. Is that the no, they're telling the president they're killing all robots because... Are they? Because it, it, the White House guy is like, oh, I thought you were only killing Decepticons. Like, can yeah. the president meet Optimus Prime for a photo op? Yeah. The, but no. then, like, they sit, tell the guy, like, afterwards, like, no, like, all these robots are fucking, you know, scum pieces they, of shit. They never told anybody. Like, the president and everybody else thinks that they're only going after Decepticons, but they okay. cut a deal with Lockdown that they're going to help him take down the Autobots, too, because, you know, Lockdown said, hey, I'll help you take down, like, all of them, but you have to did, you have to do something for me. Did Lockdown just want Optimus, though? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But he was, he was killing the others to draw Optimus out because they lost Optimus in Mexico City or something. Yes. So, but he, like Lockdown's goal just happened to line up with the Cemetery Wind guys who were actually trying to get rid of all the robots. Okay. Gotcha. I know. It's very confusing because you have to like rewatch stuff to get what they meant. And then on that other conspiracy, so then like there's a side thing where Frazier Crane is running the whole Apple? thing. Hmm? Is that the guy, the Steve Jobs guy? No, Kelsey Grammer. Oh. Fraser Crane from Fraser. The head of the CIA. Thing. The guy with the beard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I got gotcha. you. He's running like the thing on the side with Steve Jobs, giving him the robot parts, and then he's going to be like a partner in Steve Jobs' company that makes transforming Beats sound cubes. Yeah. Well, I think it's just, you know, making a new sort of technology that, you know, a block of whatever this transformium shit is. You can be like, oh, I want to make a gun. I want to make a beatbox cube or whatever. I want to make, you know, a spaceship part. A Rainbow Dash plushie. Oh, yeah, that was a little cringeworthy there at yep. the end. I uh, put a gun in my mouth, but I didn't follow through with it. It was close. Did it transform into a beats uh, pill thingy <laughs> instead? <laughs> well, when I pulled the trigger, it started playing music, and I was like, fuck. That's unfortunate. Got some transform. I got a transformer here. <clears throat> Okay, so will he ever let Guantanamo Bay go? No, I mean, okay. I just feel like Michael Bay is one of those people that's like, thinks he's being deep in his movies by just 
referencing, oh, Iraq, oh. Will he ever let George W. Bush go? Again, (laughs) same response. I mean, these are the questions I wrote down. I'm reading them in order. Okay. As I was watching the movie, because it was just like, that seemed like a Guantanamo Bay reference. And wow, this seems a lot like he's trying to... Well, if you want to go to references, I thought it was like kind of, you know, World War II-ish and Glorious Bastards with Optimus Prime in the basement there. You know. Oh, yes. When he bursts out. It's like, oh, there's no Jews here, sir. It's like, bullshit. Where are the Jews? Yeah, exactly. We're going to get to that. Okay. But first we have to cross the bridge of the smart guy runs away from Optimus. The smart guy runs away. Is his funny friend the guy from Deadpool? He's like the smartest guy in the room at that point. He's like, hey, there's a giant fucking robot that wrecked Chicago. I'm going to leave. And Mark Wahlberg's like, no, he's our friend. Like, how do you know that? Well, is he Shia LaBeouf's uncle or something? Because Mark Wahlberg's character has a good, kind heart, and he can sense it in Optimus. Well, I mean, he didn't exactly (laughs) leave. Like, Mark Wahlberg told him to go get, like, you know, some parts from the tool store or whatever, and he left and came back. So really, he wouldn't be the smartest person in the room. What's only after Mark Wahlberg argued with him, though, and he got smacked in the face by the rifle, right? Because when he Optimus first transforms, he's like, holy fuck, and he tries to run away. He says, I'm going to call the hotline. Oh, my God. And then Optimus whacks him with the giant shotgun he executed Megatron with. Uh, Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. My nose started bleeding and kind of forgot some things. Tell me about Lockdown. Why does he wear the night vision goggles? Again. We don't know. Fucking retarded. All right. A missile... Optimus Prime inadvertently shoots a missile or something that just bounces around instead of exploding. I thought missiles hit things and blew up. Well, again, this wasn't his missile, was it? It was the missile that, like, Lockdown or somebody else, like, fired at him but didn't blow up in his chest. And Okay, but don't missiles just hit stuff and blow up? Like, it just... Well, maybe it's a faulty missile because it was inside his chest and it hadn't blown up, so maybe... That's a fair point. It just reminded me of Tommy Boy where he accidentally shoots, like, the, the brake part around the factory when he's trying to buff it. Mm. Maybe you haven't seen Tommy Boy. It's been a long, long time. Okay, Frazier equals bad guy. I wrote that down, so I was clear on that. Um, Marky Mark can forge space armor? Is it, didn't he make Optimus like a, a chest piece or something to fix him? I, I just wasn't I clear know. on how I never that really saw that. I didn't really see how he fixed him at all. He kind of just yeah. like started working on it, and then he transformed. Yeah. And he was cool. It, it very much seemed like, oh, I took the missile out of your chest, then you transform, and then you just transform into a healed version of Optimus Prime, it seemed like. like After there's he, no... he scans another truck on the road. It wasn't even that. Like <laughs> It was like sometime between... When he, you know, transformed the first time and he was, like, hiding from the CIA guys that, like, you know, the head wounds and the chest wounds that he had, like, just were gone. Like, it didn't really seem there was a point where Marky Mark was, you know, banging away with his wrench. No. Fixing his chest. Yeah, but, he didn't do it yeah. at all. That's why I thought it was weird because he's, like, holding up kind of like an end cap piece, like, oh, I can make you some armor. And Optimus is like, why are you helping me? Yeah, I don't so know. I, I guess he can make space armor. Um, 
Oh, I forgot. Uh, Lockdown's awesome saying he has, which is, uh, I forget what Fraser says to him, but his response is, I have a saying too. I don't care. That's not a saying. I think that's the point. Oh, was that the point? I honestly thought it was just horrible writing. <laughs> I mean, it's horrible writing too, but... Like, what would the most generic bad guy say? I don't care. The the other thing that I found kind of funny is, like, they're all against, you know, working with the robots. I mean, there is, like, you know, some people in the world that are like, oh, all the robots, you know, fucked us up and we don't deal with them. So they're like, okay, we're not going to work with any robots except this one who says a lot of evil shit sometimes. But we can trust him. We can trust him because... He doesn't look evil at all. He doesn't have like evil robot guard dogs or wear black all the time. And oh, his robo hyenas rip off the heads of other robots and yeah, torture them to death and for some reason collect their little spark thing and that plot never goes anywhere. Yeah, I never. I don't know. Um, so was I missed this when Bosch gets the call from. Fraser saying they're at such and such location, they're at his house. Was his team already in Texas? Because it seemed like they drove there in five minutes. That's, that, a, that's another Michael Bayism, just like in the second movie when they like are in the space museum. Oh, they kind of just like walk through the hangar and they're out there in the desert. <laughs> okay, because it just seemed like Bosch's dudes were wherever they were killing the first robot and then they're at some oil refinery down the road from Mark's house. Like, oh, he's down there. Good thing we were already here. Yeah. Yeah, it's another okay. Michael Bay teleportation. Okay. Uh, my face is my warrant. Another great line. Almost an A+. Yeah, I don't think that'll hold up in court, personally. I, no, I don't think that's going to hold up in court. <laughs> that Otherwise, we'd have a lot more police searches if you could use your face as a warrant. Maybe you could get a warrant tattooed in your face. That'd be interesting. Uh, bad wire work. When Optimus shoots like the CAA guys, I think they forgot to like take the wire out or something. What? When the two guys are getting pulled sideways, when they're getting blown towards his house, I swear to God, I saw the wire behind one of them. He's being pulled. Oh, yeah, it's possible. Like, it I mean, a lot of the bad. special effects in this movie were bad because, I mean, going to that scene a bit, like when the house was exploding, it honestly yeah. looked like, you know, the sort of sparks you would see at like a rock concert or something like that. I'm just like, is this serious right now? Like, this looks nothing like even, you know, a fake movie explosion. It just looks like a rock concert. It's what I could... That, and they had the ex- same explosion several times in the movie. I was like, really? Yeah, there's a noticeable drop in the special effects here. The robots still look pretty good, but, like, a lot of the human-robot mesh stuff or, like, the general special effects look really shitty compared to the other ones. Yeah, I mean, that's really the main only thing those these Transformer movies have or had going for them was really good-looking special effects and explosions and whatnot. So, I mean, if you're into that, then they were great, but even this movie sort of dropped the ball on those. They blew their whole special effects budget on the Galvatron and Stinger transformations now, like the silly... Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Like the Pixels transformation. (laughs) I I was thinking Pixels and... um, Terminator Genesis during like those transformation sequences. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is so fucking silly. Like, like, so he turns into like a little confetti ribbon and then turns into a car and then into Galvatron. <laughs> what it remind it also reminded me of like, uh, I forget what, uh, 
cell provider does it, but like they have like the same little like thing in their commercials where it's like a little ribbon that turns into their logo or something. It might be AT&T. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. but That sounds AT&T-like. But yeah, I just saw that. I'm like... Or is it T-Mobile that has like the pink cubes that form the T-Mobile symbol? Maybe, maybe. I don't know. It's but obviously a memorable commercial. It, exactly. It just reminds me very much of, you know, the whole like advertisement type thing. But I guess that's what, you know, fake Steve Jobs was going for. So... Right. I, I did appreciate the Apple parody in this movie. Like, what an asshole he was and like, the sound when you enter the building has to be futuristic and, you know, whimsical. I thought there was one scene with him that was pretty funny. Just like he was like, oh, math, algorithms. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think that gets shit done. <laughs> like, you even know what you're doing? Like, just yelling at these people. He was having a good time, though. Uh, He's getting paid. Yeah, they were all getting paid. I think all the actors are having a great time in this movie because you just stand in front of a green screen and go, Oh my God, oh my God. So the 10 seconds that Bosch gives Mark Wahlberg to tell him where Optimus Prime is or where the Jews are, now that we've made that comparison. Sure, sure. Setting aside the fact he orders his CIA guy to shoot her, which I feel like the guy would have done Johnny on the spot, the 10 seconds are like Dragon Ball Z 10 seconds. Oh, yeah. It's at least a three-minute sequence where he's counting down. <laughs> yeah, Frieza was powering up. <laughs> right. Or I guess it'd be Goku, Optimus Prime, maybe. I don't know. Namek's going to explode in five minutes, but it will take like three hours of episodes to get there. So Namek being Mark, Mark Wahlberg's Frieza. barn. <laughs> yeah. All right. I just wanted to point that out because it was horrible. Okay, so her boyfriend has exactly the job and car they need to escape and a convenient chase sequence. Yes, and also, I thought, okay, I first thought it was pretty funny when, like, a car was punching one of the CIA guys with, like, the wheel. I thought, like, oh, it's a Transformer coming to save the day. No, it's just some kid. Right. Irish lad. A rally car driver. Yeah. Or wherever he's from. Lucky Charms, man. Yeah, Lucky Charms. They somehow drive straight to the warehouse where they can make a daring escape out a window. With With convenient ramps. Yes. (laughs) But I mean, I guess they've been there before, but still like, I feel like... It's like a Hot Wheels setup. Like the car flies out of the building and goes on like the little loop ramp. Speaking of before, horrible (laughs) CGI when it lands. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Sci-fi channel. Yeah. (laughs) I, I saw that too, but what... Just confused me about that whole scene because there's another time in the later in the movie, the the start they this scene they go in and they chase them up to the top, mm-hmm. and it's like why wouldn't you just stand outside and like you know smoke them out or something like that? Like they're not gonna go anywhere. It's a parking garage. There's only up and there's no out. Presumably, I mean there's a ramp apparently, but. Yeah, so the they could have, you know, got the perimeter of the building. He's like, oh, there's a ramp here. Let's, you know, cover it. Anyway. Because. Action scenes. Right. <laughs> but then later in the movie, they do the exact opposite thing. Like, somebody goes in a parking garage. And it's like, all right, surround the building. It's like, okay. They learn from their mistake. Maybe they're, like, learning. They're actually intelligent. Yeah. Eh. They are learning computers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's got the learning chip. Um, explosions on both sides of actors when they're running away. When 
lockdown throws his bomb disc at them or whatever. Yeah, you know what that reminded me of? There's a uh, a YouTube video of like some Japanese game show thing where like this Japanese girl is like dressed up in like a panda suit. Okay. And she's like running along a path and there's like fake explosions going off behind her. It looked just like that. I mean, oh, except really? for Marky Mark. Okay. I did think it was funny when Marky Mark's friend got killed. Though. I laughed so hard when he died. Oh, yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> like, instant mummification. It's like, holy fuck, that is great. I even wrote LOL death plus 10 points. Like, that's just a huge bonus from how he died. It's 10 like points I, for Gryffindor? Yeah. Or Autobots. Oh. When it would have been hilarious to have gone to college with her just to shout that out in class, which apparently many people did, so good for them. I'd get really pissed, I guess, but I don't know. It's When you got the Harry Potter money, nobody cares. When you got the Transformers money, nobody cares. You must have gotten paid to be in this shithole movie. Um, the the boyfriend, is he? where is he from? Ireland. Okay. Because he Ireland. says he's been, he'd lived in Texas or some shit. Yeah, but he's from Ireland. Okay. I was very confused, because at some points in the movie, he sounds like Lucky Charms guy, and other points in the movie, he sounds like generic American guy. I think he sounds like Lucky Charms guy when the next line is going to be something Marky Mark says that is, you know, has some bit of, you know, Irish racism in it. (laughs) Okay, I did look up the actor. He is American. He was born in America, but he grew up in Ireland. Okay. So I guess that would explain why he can sort of do an Irish accent sometimes when he wants to. Uh, he keeps the it's legal to bang your daughter card in his wallet. That's really suspect to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Like he can quote that statute about the pre-existing juvenile relationship from memory. It's like... Yeah, he's been, done this before. Yeah, you've been questioned <laughs> on this basis before. Like, I mean... Doesn't seem out of practice. It's a little strange the first time he's meeting, you know, this girl's dad to have that in his wallet already. But, I mean, I'm sure, like, it was probably something that, you know, came up in, you know, some sort of discussion between the two of them. Like, you know, it's like, oh, you know, it's been going on for a little bit. So it's like, oh, you're, you know, 16 and I'm, you know, 19. It's, you know, minor, not minor thing going on here. So you should probably figure this out and, yeah. Great area, but he's sponsored there. by Red Bull. It's okay. Yeah, Red Bull. It gives you wings. Yeah, but you need a stick handler. A good, a good <laughs> stick handler. Doesn't he open it when he says I'm sponsored by our? Just got a Red Bull sponsorship. Didn't he open it and start drinking it? I, they, they may have. The big one that got me was later in the movie when. There was Bud Light that like spilt out all over the ground from hitting a truck, and the dude and <laughs> yeah. Marky Mark just like, oh, I'm gonna drink a beer now. Yeah, he pulls it like pulls it on the guy's car or whatever, or uh, like he tells the guy yeah. to give him his car, and then he's like just drinks the beer, and like it's like really prominent Bud Light. Oh, he's right? like, I'd like to see you get spaceship insurance, and grabs the beer. Yeah, and he opens it I like he would it. like a non twist cap thing, <laughs> and like hits it on the side of the car. It's like. I don't even think Bud Lights open that easily like that way. Not the aluminum ones, no. You had to screw those off. Yeah, and then there. So it's aluminum twist cap. I, I don't really understand. No, I don't either. That was fucking stupid. It was just so so obvious that it was like, oh, Bud Light wrote us a check for you know one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Like, let's you know give them their their screen time. Yeah. The Autobots apparently can be contacted by CB radio, which has a short broadcast range. 
I don't remember that. Optimus Prime is calling them through his CB radio in the truck. Maybe it just looks like All a right. CB radio, and, and it's actually like a... It's a space radio? It's a space radio in him. Yeah. Uh-uh. You know, robots in disguise? Uh, Nipbot. Oh, name, right? Samurai Bot. The yeah. Japbot, Sushi Probably Bot. Probably the, the worst stereotype yeah, in this like... movie. <laughs> One of the oh, worst stereotypes <laughs> throughout this series, almost. like. Yeah, it's like they didn't even try to dress it up he's like he his transformative robot mode he's a fucking like samurai with the armor i don't even remember what he transforms into i don't think he ever like did. a shuriken or something like a car it's probably a car it's I probably think. a mitsubishi yeah yeah a japanese right. car it has to be and or he, a he, rice toyota he has the katana <laughs> he has a katana and he goes around like calling like shogun hat no, I know the whole. He has a whole samurai armor, yeah. and he has like every, his face looks like one of those old uh, combat masks that they had the yep. in the Shogunate. Well, that's not a kabuki mask. Right? It's not no, a kabuki no. mask. It's like a some kind of armor thing. Okay, yeah, mask. it's it's one of those yeah intimidation battle masks. But yeah, right. it was. I, and then he like goes around, you know, calling Optimus Prime like, oh, Optimus Sensei. Oh, whoa! <laughs> yeah, the oh, yeah. like after every line. Whoa. Oh, I'm not dealing with this. Oh, yeah. Oh, we shouldn't use violence. Oh, and then uh, the she, the some... other guy, the big fat transformer, the John Goodman, John Goodman. transformer. <laughs> was that really him? I think it was. It sounds like it him. sounds yeah. like him. Yeah, yeah I like... think it was because I, I feel like I saw him on like the <laughs> no, credits for this it movie. is him. Because at the end, when he's Mark Wahlberg's like, "Get up, get up! You gotta, you gotta fight in the battle." And he's like, "Out of gas, dude!" It's like sound lock for dude from the Big Lebowski. It's definitely John Goodman. Okay, yeah. I'll believe it. Yeah, and uh, I thought it wasn't like a really bad stereotype, but they just like really overplayed. Like, you know, what Autobot would act like that? Because that's like, I feel like progressively throughout these movies, the Autobots have gotten like more and more like Earth-like. American just retarded <laughs> like they take you know slights way too easily like Bumblebee was getting pissed off like at like some sort of like advertisement and whatnot it's oh yeah I, I actually noted that after I went to bed to prevent myself from killing myself oh yeah what was yeah that? well I wrote down Steve Jobs question mark again with the asteroid and then fucking transformium underlined that and then bed to prevent suicide so there's a break sure um Actually, let me back up a little bit, though. Just back up a couple steps to Steve Jobs' laboratory. The metal has a genome, is what he says? Yeah, I really didn't... What? Why are there genomes and chromosomes in Decepticons? Yeah, like, that made no sense whatsoever. No, I mean, I thought, like, you know, the, like, sparks in, you know, the Transformers was, you know, their soul, their, you know... Yeah. Their yeah, yeah. makeup, their everything... And now they have like chromosomes in like other parts of their body somehow something. Yeah, and he he's talking like they're doing like DNA manipulation on them to to create them out of the transformium, and it's just yeah. Very... I, I I thought it was established that the spark was the heart of how they transform and all their powers and whatnot. But again, they change no. the story in every movie. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Uh, product placement. Yep. Which I noticed, I guess, in the computer equipment in the lab. Oh, there's this, every scene in this movie has product placement. If you really want to look at it that way, with like but all the transformers, like, oh, it's transforming into an Audi. X-ray paper. X-ray paper. Yeah, X-ray Hard paper. To read. It is. Yeah. 
Uh, I, is he Irish? I guess we solved that question already. Uh, Galvatron, LOL, because it's like from the cartoon. And then I wrote, will Galvatron obey Steve Jobs? Question mark. No. Sorry. I, I don't see how that was suspenseful. There, that, that was an interesting subplot, which is my biggest gripe with this particular movie is that they have a bunch of subplots and they, they keep changing directions and story points so much. You know, like the Galvatron thing, like that Megatron is actually manipulating Steve Jobs, fake Steve Jobs company into making him a new body. I thought that was a actually pretty good storyline, which, you know, they keep switching around like, ooh, like, you know, Galvatron, then uh, Lockdown, he's back and he wants your body or whatever. And then it's like, ooh, somehow like the Forerunners, they made Dinobots and all that stuff. And they keep periodically mentioning this shit throughout the movie and they keep like switching which track they're following in the story. Galvatron's not even really in the movie though. Like he, as, as no, much he's, as, as he would be for like being, you know, Megatron, like the bad guy. He was a side yeah. story in this movie just to show that he's been revived and, you know, say, oh, he's still out there, going to make a fifth one. Yeah, because at the end, he literally says, like, I'll see you again, Optimus Prime. And then he hey, walks hey, into the hills hey, outside yeah. of China City number five. Like, Well, I think it actually was Shanghai, but... Uh, uh, separate issues Hong, with it being... Hong Kong. Or was it Hong Kong? Yeah. I thought they said it was Shanghai. Okay. Maybe it is China City number they, five. They threw out, out, like, five different cities. Like, they said his factory's in Guangzhou, which is, I believe, in southern China. And it's like, oh, no, we're in Hong Kong. But, but call, call the, the government in Beijing. Get the Chinese president on the phone. Again, it's, you know, the whole aerospace museum going out into, you know, Arizona desert. Like, it, but China now, so. But I think some of the China shit is like my favorite scene from Iron Man 3, where the Chinese school children show up for no reason in the China edition. Oh. To cheer him on, like, all of China is behind you, Iron Man. Like, oh, we must call the Chinese president, who does nothing in the movie. He just picks up the phone and it's just like, oh, yes, Transformers. I see. The police, even on the top of the building, say, in English, they say, we must call the central government and get their help. And they don't do anything. Yeah. They should have their little red books and throw them at the Decepticons. <laughs> well, it wasn't the Decepticons. It was Lockdown's group and whatnot. We'll throw them at Lockdown. Here, okay. take this. The power of collectivism. This impenetrable philosophy will get you. Well, no. Actually, Galvatron was a bit in this movie because he had his bit of a plot where he was, you know, making a bunch of, like, a, a robot uh, or a Transformer army. Yeah, making his new Decepticons. Yeah. So, like, the last 25% of this movie, he has a pretty significant role. Until Lockdown shows up again, and then... Right. Yeah. It, he just, like, you know, scurries off into the he's sunset. Gone. Yeah. It's, Lockdown shows up, and then Megatron's out of the picture. Like, like, he was never even in the movie. Yeah. I mean, there was a subplot, and it seemed like, oh, like, they're trying to set off a bomb and, you know, make a Transformer army. Uh, never mind. I'm just going to leave now. It seems so, like you're busy, you know, Optimus. I'm not going to try and backstab you again like I did last time. I was going to say, so why didn't Megatron take advantage of this situation? <laughs> I feel like maybe he's like, oh, I did this once before, and it really didn't end well. So. Maybe he'll rip my spine out again? Yeah, but I could just transform a new spine now. Bumblebee is Mark Wahlberg's friend, question mark? It seemed like they got into a really tight relationship, and he was calling him B, which was like Sam's nickname for him right away. Yeah, that was a little strange. Again, leading to my theory that Mark Wahlberg is Sam's uncle. 
I don't see where you're getting that, but okay. I think really it's just they probably fired Shia LaBeouf from being in this movie and had to replace him with somebody. Or Shia LaBeouf didn't want to be in this movie anymore because he was making weird art pieces. I think they fired yeah. him because he was doing. He was weird going shit. insane. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Having his teeth ripped out to be authentic for that dumb tank movie. What? Yeah. He had like one of his front teeth ripped out. Oh. To be authentically toothless for that dumb tank movie. Toothless? Yeah. Okay. And he was doing that art thing where he sat at the table and cried and people could take pictures of him. There was that. There was and then the... him recording himself watching his own movies. Yeah. <laughs> also, there was like some sort of contest for like submitting things for him to say in front of a green screen, and like people made a bunch of memes out of it. I mean, that kind of self trolling thing, the meta trolling thing, is it was pretty funny when Joaquin Phoenix did it, but I don't know. I think Shia's is for real. Like he's actually losing his mind. So I think they had to get rid of him and replace him with yeah. a, a bankable actor for this movie. And it doesn't seem like the script changed as much as it would need to to really reflect that Mark Wahlberg is a separate and distinct character. Like they left some little clues in there that probably he was really written for Shia. There was one funny scene where they go to Steve Jobs' factory and Mark Wahlberg is sweating Lucky Charms in the car. I did like that. Yeah. He's trying to get him to admit he fucked his daughter or something. It's like, we could, I could tell this guy it was your idea right now. He's got oh, a bunch of guns. Yeah. He's like, whatever. I've lived long enough. You know, <laughs> you're only 20 something. I don't care. Like, were you in my house? Like, fucking my daughter? It's like, yes, yes, fine. Goddamn, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was, that was funny. I got to give it to Mark Wahlberg. He's a funny guy sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but again, he was doing the whole Boston thing there, not like Texas right, style. Right, not very Texas-like. <laughs> Texas guy would have shot him or made him mow his lawn or something. Or, I don't know, sat him down for a nice dinner and tell him he's eating his parents or something like that. <laughs> That's good. It's <laughs> <laughs> a subtle Texas Chainsaw Massacre reference. <laughs> I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah, what if Hank Hill was the main <laughs> character in this movie? <laughs> I think, one, he'd be ashamed that he had a daughter. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. I, I can't do the Hank Hill surprise noise, but I know you can't. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> How many times would that have happened in this movie? <laughs> it's like the, the face palm. Oh, now I just want to see Hank Hill being like held to the ground by some CIA guy, like with a gun to his fucking head. What the hell? <laughs> and we're gonna shoot Bobby, and he's like, "Go ahead." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no like time dilation thing or anything there. It's just like ten yeah. seconds ticking down. Like, what are you waiting for? Go ahead, please. <laughs> Kill my wife too. She's such a cunt. Ah. <laughs> oh. Anyway, uh, um, he would get them though with the propane and the propane accessories. That's what they didn't take into account coming on his his land. Yeah, he could convert Optimus <laughs> to run on propane. That's right. That would have been a big plot point. It would have. He would have been clean burning at the end. Yeah, instead of like the advanced fusion reactor or whatever that the, all the Autobots run on or whatever. Propane. Yeah. Yeah. Propane accessories. It could have been an interesting plot point. <laughs> I'm not sure how we would fly through space on, you know, a couple, you know, canisters. Well, well, we'll get to that. That okay. was another weird scene. Sure, sure. China Bucks. I wrote that down because at this point in time, it's when they snuck in to like analyze Steve Jobs' secret lab and like the 
the obvious Chinese co-financing in the movie becomes very, very, very at the forefront. Oh, where there's like, you know, the Chinese investors coming in and like the Chinese assistant. Yeah. And that starts to take on some undue prominence. Was it actually co-financed by like some Chinese ministry or something like that? I'm almost 100% certain. Okay. Yeah, which again explains like the weird amount of China content in the movie. That like is not even relevant to the plot sometimes. Or like the, the prominence of Asia and China in the Avengers Age of Ultron, like they're starting to co-finance some of these bigger, like, two, $300 million movies, you know. Right. Like, Alibaba has, um, like, a, a film studio arm, and they use it to finance some mm. movies. This is... It's not a bad thing, but... One of them. It's like... But this is the perfect movie to do, like, co-financing like that, because the plot is so, like, convoluted and dumb. It doesn't matter where the setting is. It's going to be dumb anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it could be in, uh, like, a made-up country, and it wouldn't matter. So in their secret lab, there are no security cameras, because otherwise Bumblebee and Lucky Charms would have been busted in three seconds when they were, like, knocking over the model car. Yeah, I didn't get that either. No, but they do have security cameras, because, like, they were... I get why it's not in there, though, because that's this, like, really special part of the lab. It's kind of like Johnny Ives' lab, where, like, there's no... There's, like, a vault door, and there's no uh, cameras or anything or surveillance allowed in there. That's probably what they were going for. If there's a vault door to get in, how did Bumblebee and... No, 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 no. in real life, the Apple Design Studio has a vault door that you have to, like, have, like, you know, retina scan and stuff to get in, and... Oh. Like, even if you're one of the top 50 people at the company, you might not be able to get in. They don't have Touch ID on the doors? I think they have, like, a lot better (laughs) shit on the doors there. (laughs) I think that's what they were going for. Bumblebee Hmm. becomes mildly retarded... Yeah, he gets he gets uh, hopping mad seeing yeah. Stinger's promo, and then kicks the giant car model over, and it's like, well, that's not gonna go unnoticed. And the people are like, "Ooh, get out of here, Lucky Charms guy, you're in trouble. You'll be in my office in 15 minutes." By like, the way, well, this, I don't work this here. Stinger robot, what a waste too, because they gave that robot guy no personality whatsoever. Did he say anything? No, no he didn't even okay. do. He really didn't even do. I anything. think he had a fight with Bumblebee, like somewhere in mid late point of the movie, but it really was sort of anticlimactic. And it lasted five seconds. Yeah, B, yeah. Bumblebee was just like, ah, beat you. Yeah. Okay. One of the robots was the Bugatti Veyron Supersport. That was an Autobot, which is weird because all the Autobots used to be American cars. Hmm. Strange. And Megatron's Decepticons he makes Wait, are all was Chevrolet's. that the weird duster robot guy? I don't remember what he turned into as a robot. I remember oh. seeing a Bugatti and thinking, like, hmm, that's weird. Okay. Just saying duster robot guy was a little weird. Yes. <laughs> I really don't understand that guy, but... Um, Optimus has, like, breath that comes out of his nose in one scene when he's frustrated. Steam? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I that just know. seems really stupid. Exhaust. Uh, are are were those guys in the CIA lab controlling Galva, Galvatron or not? They were supposed to be sending him commands through like the program that they had written, but I don't think they realized that Megatron's brain or the essence of it was actually in the Galvatron programming because it was all being translated for them through that the little robot and the the canister. He's yeah. been in like all the movies. I think he's been in all of them yeah. since two. 
Yeah, he wasn't in the first one, I don't think. Yeah, he was... Well, maybe... I don't remember, but... Yeah, he was translating all the shit that came out of Megatron's damaged head. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think the first movie had another little robot that attacked Megan Fox. The then one the was... second one, they had the one that's in this movie, and then the one that attacked Megan Fox, and then I think the same in the next one, and then just... Yes. The Harry one now. Yeah, because the one in the first movie is the one she was like BDSM torturing with a blowtorch and everything. Yeah, and he was like, oh, do it more, do it more. I'm so hard. Like, I'm about to come sort of thing. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Whatever yeah. robots do, I guess. Because he but... wanted to fuck Sam's other girlfriend in the third movie. He was trying to look up her dress while they were outside. Yeah. Yeah, that's how he's introduced in the movie. I guess they got rid of him because they found out he was offensive. Those They put it in Sushi Bot. Yeah. Yeah. Not offensive. No, not at all. Mm-mm. Uh, well, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, like, if this movie was co-financed by China, it would make a little bit of sense to have, like, a offensive Japanese robot in there a little bit. But he wasn't bayoneting any pregnant women. No, I mean, they, they still have a pretty big beef about that, but I could see them being like, oh, you should totally put a Japanese robot in there for no other reason. We're totally not salty about something you know, happened, you know, 70 years ago. Be fine. That makes sense. I'll buy it. Okay. What I don't buy is that Bumblebee and Optimus flip over the overpass bridge with Mark Wahlberg, Lucky Charms, and Mark Wahlberg's daughter Uh, in their hands, and her head pretty clearly hits the back of the semi-truck that they jump through first. Like, Optimus Prime is not shielding her. Her head goes through the truck, and it comes out the other side first, and she's not dead. Bad CGI. Magic. I'm just saying, like, holy fuck, you take the time to do, like, that big slow-mo scene and you have her head going through the wall. <laughs> yep. Okay. I, I think I, that was actually the part of the movie where I sort of, like, zoned out and I think I, like, may have made a phone call while I was trying to watch it or something. <laughs> was that the gunship from Avatar that showed up? Because it sure looked like it. Yeah. When they're capturing them. Okay. So, that gunship whatever had like a magnet tractor beam Mm -hmm. but they used nets to capture Optimus Prime oh you have that question (laughs) robots use a fucking net (laughs) but they have like a magnet tractor beam that they use at the end of the movie so yeah is that really just to like stomp robots up and down or is it actually to collect things like I thought it was to collect things what it looked like that seems a lot more effective than a net for capturing, you know, robots that are transformers that aren't disabled. Maybe I'm wrong about it. What maybe, else? Maybe Lockdown just likes to capture his prey with nets because it's more personal or something. I don't know. He is a bounty hunter. He seems to take pleasure in beating up Optimus and his friends. So Optimus Prime is a knight of the round table now? I guess. I, I never. I didn't get that whole bit there like i don't know what no. they were going for and i don't know why the sword gave him powers over dinosaurs or anything but even before that when the bounty hunters got him in the prison yeah he's like you're the last of the knights i finally captured you all like, i mean i guess like everyone in like the prime order is a knight now or something maybe stretching trying to you know make up for poor writing here i really don't know that's a big big stretch yeah. Um, the Japanese robot is a bloodthirsty killing machine, so I think that lends credibility to your theory about the Chinese investors. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, 
the Japanese robot's like, oh, we shouldn't use violence. And then the first, you know, like literally the next thing he does is like chop off some worm or something. I don't really know what it was. When they go on the ship to rescue Mark Wahlberg's daughter, he's Yeah, they're fucking, sneaking around. They're like, yeah. we shouldn't use violence. Whoa. And, and then he's just a thing pops out and is like, watch, watch, ah. And stabbing and then, robots through the chest with his sword. And just like, yeah, I think in that scene you like there was like literally like a hole in the wall and he's like die 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 <laughs> like yeah the, the creatures in the tank yeah and he's just like oh sorry they're disgusting like i must kill them all like oh okay they're subhuman i get it yeah it's totally not like you know stabbing you know some pregnant woman in you know the belly <laughs> now you say that it actually is kind of like stabbing a pregnant woman in the belly <laughs> the little blue matrix pods for the robots he's just bayoneting them <laughs> subtle Wow, this the CGI really was done by Chinese people. <laughs> <laughs> they snuck that in there. Okay. Uh, robot hyenas? Yeah, I don't know about that. Okay, that just didn't make much sense to me that he would have robot hyenas with hair. But, yeah, robo okay. hair. Uh, Human-scale guns. Why do they have human-scale guns for Mark Wahlberg to use? Little Transformers. Yeah, like, there's transformers of all sizes, and there's possibly ones that are humanish size. Yeah. Although we haven't seen any of them, they're yeah. all either you know, twenty feet tall or two feet tall. So. Okay. Who knows? Uh, was this in Mark's contract? That's why I thought the guns might have been from. Oh, that he needs to have like action scenes where he yeah. does something where he kicks ass because he wrecks those robots who are trying to kill him and Lucky Charms. He wrecks Lockdown for a bit. Too. Yeah. yeah. He's the reason Lockdown gets defeated, really. He's a huge badass. That's what I'm saying. Was it in his contract? Is that why the robot gun's there? Because it seems like the only purpose is for him to, you know, have Lucky Charms. Like, oh, I surrender. And then Mark Wahlberg comes out and is like, die, motherfucker. I mean, it could have been <laughs> that. It could have also been, like you said earlier, that, like, you know, the humans in this movie just had more impact. I mean, compared to, you know, the army guys in the first three movies where, like, there's some big organization, but it feels like they don't do anything. Personally, I don't know. Like, but in this movie, it's like, oh, the humans actually have an impact. They're, you know, going toe-to-toe with the robots in some manner. I don't know. Uh, I wrote Not Even Broken Bones. I'm trying to remember what that was. I think that was when they had, like, their huge escape from the, the ship and, like, the robot Bumblebee grabbed him in midair or something. They all slammed into the building and then they had their big car chase where the turret got ripped off and smashed to the other guy's car, and he drinks the beer. Possibly, and yeah. And like they bounce around the entire cityscape and land like turned over, and it's like they just get out like, oh, it was good. It was a fun ride. I'm going to get my picture at the kiosk. While drinking Ooh. a beer. Yeah. Good luck getting insurance on the spaceship, idiot. <laughs> God, that. It, it was just so bad. That whole part right there. It was. I, I couldn't even remember what the the fucking the point of my question was. Uh, so wait, was that city that they were over? Was that Chicago or was that some other just American city? Okay, I don't know. Generic I, city. Was number. it ever really described? Well, no, it was Chicago because I remember the Bean was there. Oh, so they're back in Chicago. But he's it was right, completely he's right. rebuilt. It was Chicago because that's where fake Steve Jobs uh, companies. Oh, had, they, remember they had to infiltrate the company You're and right. stuff, and like somehow Mark Wahlberg was able to do that with like special forces level skills, even though he like is a 
fucking backwards. And his glasses, yeah. his glasses and lab coat. And it's like, you look like a scientist. Yeah, you belong I just have here. no idea how Chicago would rebuild that quickly to like... I know. Pre, you know, robot war from the third movie. It gets smashed again. Maybe they used Transformium. Maybe they did. Maybe Stanley Ooh. Tucci's company That's did right. it. Steve Ooh. Jobs rebuilt it. Oh, maybe the buildings are going to transform the next movie. Yes. Maybe Metroplex. <laughs> maybe there's like a transformer in the giant bean in the park. <laughs> and that's the reason they came to Earth originally. <laughs> they're going to like smash into each other and go, hey, I'm yeah. the good guy. No, you're the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's the plot summary. I feel like it's coming our way for Transformers 5. Uh, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. The drink product plant for Budweiser. Um, oh, when Stanley, uh, t- Steve Jobs is like, "Oh, we're gonna go to our China base because we can develop there." The Chicago labs wrecked. It's like you don't have any other labs close by. Or <laughs> well, no. What I thought was funny about that is like, oh no, like you know, the government's gonna be here in a few minutes. We need to ship all our research out now. It's like. You just have like all these, you know, transformer cars just sitting out unboxed, not packaged for shipping or anything. You just expect them to be, you know, ready in an hour, possibly. Like, well, that and speaking of the government, like, let's go do our research in China. Yeah, the country that demands you turn over like your patents and formulas to do business there, that's going to go well. The country where you have to like use a different currency if you're actually operating business in versus like, you want to actually take that money out of the country? Yeah, that's a great fucking idea. Unless you're planning on living in China for the rest of your life. like Maybe he was. I don't know. It's just hard to dissolve a business in China is what I've heard. Ooh, last page of questions. Ooh, yay. Okay. Actually, I have a couple more, but yeah, maybe you'll... Last questions for me, then. Okay. I'm welcome. down to like three You're welcome something. to interject whenever you want. Okay. If you have any that are like time appropriate to the movie. I have been. Okay. Uh... So they say that they need the seed to be in the world's biggest city for organic matter? Yes. So Tokyo has 37 million people compared to Shanghai, 19.5 million. Yes. So they went to the world's sixth or seventh largest city, not the biggest one. Well, they were in Hong Kong at the end. Okay, so they didn't even go to the top ten. Right. But it's possible they have a lot more, like, street vendors that sell, like, you know, random, like, fishes and chickens in Chinese cities that might have more organic matter. Bam. 37 million people in Tokyo? Bam. Weren't they Checkmate. just going to detonate it in Upper Mongolia in the well, desert? Well, Steve was the Jobs plan. was going to yeah, do it in Upper Mongolia because he could, you know, have enough transformium or whatever for 100 years just with the organic matter in, you know, a near-lifeless desert. That was yeah. That was my question. But it's organic matter they're after. The desert, like sand, is not organic. But I mean, they wanted to have. They pretty much wanted to do it below people's radar, and I guess in his eyes, like, oh, I'll have enough shit for a hundred years, and I'll be dead by then. So someone else's problem. Okay, I mean, they could have done it in Washington D.C. and improved the country. Yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, who scored this movie? Because it's like a 12-year-old boy who's angsty and upset scored it. It's like the soundtrack by Trent Reznor. Hey, Trent Reznor does some good soundtracks sometimes. He did Quake music. <laughs> oh, okay. 
<laughs> you didn't like good music? You didn't like his soundtrack to the, the social network? Oh, yeah, never mind. That wasn't no. very good. Yeah, I don't know who did that for uh, this Transformers movie. I don't really think it ever matters, does it? No, it's just the song choices are like jarringly bad as compared to the overall like rest of the movie badness. The Bounty Hunter, Lockdown, because John Goodman steals part of his ship. They all, that's how the Transformers get away. And then he only notices his ship is missing a big piece when he's like light years away and is like, turn around, they stole the ship. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, I thought no I logic. missed something. I really thought I missed something there. No logic. Okay. Why does he need to say his name, Galvatron, when he comes to life? Is he a Pokemon? Yep. Because he goes, I'm Galvatron! Rawr! Pika, Pika! Yeah, I think I so. I thought that was just like very strange that he has to remind you he's Galvatron. After everybody's called him Galvatron, and Steve Jobs is like, Galvatron? Galvatron, 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 Galvatron. I'm Galvatron! Rawr! Well, he was telling Optimus that. I am not... No, he, that's, he does it in the lab when he comes to life himself. Oh. When Steve Jobs is like, don't turn Galvatron on, and he turns himself on, and he's like, I'm Galvatron, all the Chinese workers are like, fuck, let's get out of here. What's he saying? And then he, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why isn't he speaking Chinese? And then he turns the other cars on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Okay. I don't know either. <laughs> uh, Chevrolet in China, that's weird. Of. Uh, uh, Texas football guy Mark Wahlberg versus CA Killer Man. Oh yeah, I had a question about that too. Just for some reason, some guy getting groceries in China in an elevator like can beat up a trained CIA killer. Yeah, and Marky Mark can too, apparently. Because right. every Asian person knows martial arts, didn't you oh, know that? Oh, okay, okay. But well, how's Marky Mark know it? He's not Asian. He played football. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was so, like, stupid. <laughs> like, oh, your Chinese son has a football. Let me throw it against this trained CIA killer and kick him out a window. His death was funny. Though. Oh, Fun. yeah. Like, oh! <laughs> and then Fraser just, like, effects, turned around though. and like, oh, <laughs> Because it. it was a terrible special effect. Like, him falling. Oh! <laughs> yeah, it was like they got him to lay down on the blue screen and <laughs> yeah. just, like, do that. Oh, he's, like, flail, like, well, with his <laughs> arms up on... So, yeah. Okay, Titus, now make it look like you're, you know, you're, you're clawing at something and you're trying to get out of a nutshell or something. <laughs> Pretend you're a turtle on its back. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm glad you guys noticed that too because it was horrible. Um, this is the sword Excalibur. I don't. I okay. There is a lot, just a lot of Arthur shit going on. Uh, where was this before? Because it seems like Optimus knew about this shit all the time. But I don't. I, I maybe he knew about it, but Lockdown apparently had it on his ship or something, and maybe that's where all the primes went. Yeah, Lockdown was hoarding all the shit. Lockdown was hoarded the dinosaurs? Yeah, the Dinobots oh, were on his ship. Okay, I didn't catch that. They freed them. Gotcha. So, about the dinosaurs, I actually have a question about that. Fire away. So, there's a T-Rex yeah. one and a Triceratops one. Yep. They were made around the same time. Yep. Those dinosaurs were several tens of millions of years apart. Yep. Okay, just, just making that clear. Why didn't the dinosaurs have feathers? Why didn't the robot dinosaurs have feathers? Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Scientific accuracy. That <laughs> that big crater in the Yucatan Peninsula. <laughs> fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. Science is gay. Robots smart. 
This is smash the robots. You're sounding a lot like uh, the dinosaur guys in the Transformers animated movie now. No, I'm sounding like the guy who stands in line for the extra big bucket of popcorn and dumps like a gallon of liquid butter on it and then like puts the slurry in my feed sack. But it's a limited edition Batman vs. Superman tub of popcorn. I just put, put it over my head like a helmet and eat my way through it during the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just it's, I have to imagine these are the people who go see these movies. Like, <laughs> they bring like children's sand shovels to get like more popcorn in their mouths and just. <laughs> okay, um, what have we got here? What they probably do, Clark, is they they have like a bucket of popcorn with the butter already on it, and then they have like one of those stadium hats with like more butter and stuff, so they can just suck it into their mouths while they're eating, they're chewing the popcorn. Oh, so like put to liquefy it? Yeah, like how a fly spits on things to dissolve them to eat them. No, like they've got the bucket of popcorn, they're eating the popcorn, but they also have like the stadium hat, like they're drinking beer, but it's got liquid butter yeah, yeah. in each of the things, and they just suck the butter in when you know to increase the flavor. That's what I mean. Like they need more <laughs> butter in their mouth. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll buy that. It makes sense. Is this a sequel to Mark Wahlberg's Navy SEAL movie, Lone Survivor? That's the only I explanation I can get about his amazing shooting skills. Yeah, like they they never really said what his background was. He's an inventor who used to play high school football. Just say he was in the army. Like, yeah, that's two lines. what I was thinking. Because like he can infiltrate a fucking world class company with no problem, and he's got to have some skills. I mean, it didn't sound like he was in the army. It sounded like his wife died at some point, and he'd been raising his kid for you know the better part of eighteen years or however old she is. She's seventeen. Seventeen. She can't fuck her yet. Okay. Unless you have a pre-existing juvenile relationship, according to the Texas statute. Blah 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 blah. I think it's just like plus two or something. I don't know. No, no. Plus the issue is two. that she was still a minor when the the guy who's an adult is having sex with her. But the Romeo and Juliet laws have a specific exception that says if you were together, like if you were together at seventeen and one of you turns eighteen, then you have a pre-existing juvenile relationship, mm. which eliminates the problem that you'd have otherwise. Oh, I just thought there was like something at least maybe here that was like if you're in high school and you know you're dating a sophomore and you're a senior it's like okay or something it's state by state yeah apparently that's the texas okay system gotcha yeah mark Wahlberg doesn't like it because only he's gonna fuck his daughter yeah of course yeah damn straight the the chinese president was my favorite part of this where they got him on the phone and then he didn't do anything oh he's like yes the chinese government is deeply concerned all right, bye. It looked like the real Chinese president, so they got a good look alike. Unlike Obama? Uh, unlike Obama, <laughs> yeah, where they got like, hey, there's a black guy. Quick, I'll... put him in a suit. <laughs> and then have him turn away and have a second into the shot. Can't People, we... they won't notice. Yeah, it's like, back of his head looks a little weird. No, 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 it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> look, a blonde girl. That's what they did in that movie. Uh, Megatron. Another question, like, how did he escape the battle? Because he just seemed like he kind of snuck out the side exit and then walked well, I think into the mountains. Lockdown started just fucking up Optimus, and then he's like, hmm, maybe I'll just go, you know, gather my power for a bit. Hopefully no dinosaurs attack me. Okay. <laughs> it's just kind of weird. He just left. 
And then Optimus Prime says he's going to take the power where it can't be found and then activates his space rockets. Apparently he has space rockets. He pulls a Neo and flies out of the atmosphere. I know where he's taking it, though. Where? He's taking it to the sequel. Oh, well, yeah. Yep. Sequel. Yeah. He's taking it where it can't be found until the sequel requires him to be found. Exactly. Yeah. At which point, either it'll be Marky Mark again or another person finding a beat-up old truck. And Sam Worthington. Sam Worthington. Yeah. He'll be busy making Avatar, though. I hope it is Marky Mark. Because <laughs> he and Michael Bay did a deal with the devil. Marky Mark was in that Pain and Gain movie. And then he got to be in the Transformers movie. Don't know what that is. Pain and Gain movies. The one with The Rock. About like the three meathead, steroid, bodybuilder personal trainer guys in Florida who kidnapped a businessman. It really happened in real life. Oh, I haven't heard of this movie, but okay. It was a Michael Bay movie. Okay. Marky Mark was in it, and then he did Transformers. And Transformers made like some one point some billion dollars, so I'm sure Mark Wahlberg got like... Somehow these movies make money, and they're just... China. 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 No, Chinese people love these movies. I know they do. They love these big, like, dumb American movies. They fucking love them. We went over this a couple weeks ago where, like, I was saying Dragon Ball made a shit ton of money in, like, you know, the Asian market. I think they like it not because it's a good movie or a good story, but because to them it's representative of, like, American culture. And I I do know that that is a thing that they are very, very much uh, in love with American culture and, like, all the things we export, basically. So maybe that's why they go and see these because they think like, yeah, that's, you know, this is American, how Americans make movies. I hope that they know it's not how we live. We don't threaten people in old movie theaters and. Maybe you don't. Oh, okay. (laughs) Jeez, Justin. I beat up old people all the time in old movie theaters. Oh, I beat up old people all the time too, just not in movie theaters. I like my movies quiet. I like to stick to alleys and, you know, areas where I can't be seen. Well, I, it's like Clark saying, it's just people who talk during movies and have cell phones out. Actually, did you see, I just remember that bit of news I saw this week on that. Um, AMC was looking to for a way to attract younger audience members. Yep. And they're like just brainstorming ideas out loud on Twitter or some press release. It's like, oh, hey, you know, maybe we'll allow texting during movies now. So you don't need any lights in the theater. Because yeah, all the it was, lights from the smartphones would uh, illuminate. It was the quickest, like, 180 I've seen a company do. It was like, you know, half a day later, it was like, oh, well, that seemed like a bad idea. Sorry, we won't yeah. ever allow that. Right. Yeah, let me take a yeah. selfie of me watching a movie. Like, no. If they did that, that would be the quickest, best argument for not going to the movies ever and just waiting till or doing video on demand same day releases. Well, uh, what's his face? Napster man. So yeah, Sean Parker. But you got to pay Okay, so for people who don't know about this, Sean Parker has another startup that's basically proposing that they'll do same day releases on feature films as they are in the theaters. So you can watch it at home through your set-top box through like their application or whatever and it's $50 a movie. So their argument is that that's a good value because you end up paying probably around that anyway when you go to the theater, you know, when you count in like every member of your family plus the drinks and snacks and stuff, which is where the theaters make all their real money. And they're and they're saying, "Well, you can have it on your convenience of your own home for $50 a movie." 
that's not awful if you're watching it with somebody else. Like, mm, see, I mean, I, I don't really, I don't think that's a good value at all because for most people at home, it's like mm, you you can't really equate the you know going to the movies and paying for the snacks like you already have your food that you paid for here and you're in your environment you don't like, well i mean 50 dollars a movie is a little you steep. go i mean it there is a premium it's like say you go to a movie and the tickets are like 15 dollars a pop or 20 dollars maybe i don't no, I can't remember how much tickets are at theaters. There, are, they, it depends no, it's on like, what version of the movie you're seeing. Right. Okay. Like regular, you know. Uh, I'm thinking like Friday night tickets. Like if you're going like a date or something like it's that. It's like, like re- regular standard widescreen HD movie tickets are like nine bucks. They're like seven fifty if you go on a matinee time. Oh really? I, yeah. I think on Friday they're probably over ten. Okay, I thought it they were like fifteen on how or many, something. But. You know, it really depends on how many people are at the theater, and because they, the theaters know like the relative load mm. and the capacity like each night, so then they adjust the prices. But if it's a big movie on like a fairly packed evening, though, you're probably paying like eleven. I mean, if it's yeah. a new movie, since these are going to be same day releases, so mm. it's it's opening night of a movie. Yeah, in IMAX 3D. It's going to be, you know, a decently priced ticket. So, oh, if you're seeing an IMAX 3D, it's like 20 bucks. Yeah. If you're paying 50 for home viewing, it's you're getting close to that price point, but you really are, you know, you'd have to go to the theater and add in like all the fixings to like get to a about the same price as you'd be paying sitting well, on your and, couch. You know, you're not getting the IMAX. No. Course, that's what not, I'm saying. You're not getting the 3D. If you have a decent or... <laughs> enough home theater setup though, I think if you had like three or four friends over, yeah, or you had like a family of four or something, the price I think is justifiable at that point in time. Well, especially if you have a family, because if you have family who and kids who want like candy and popcorn and whatnot, you can pop in, you know, some microwave popcorn, like you know, a buck or two there, and buy some candy. It's a lot cheaper getting at you know the grocery store versus you yeah. know the AMC. It, it just seems like this idea is so targeted to like upper income people because i'm thinking like the vast bulk of people who go to movies in this country they could not afford a 50 dollar movie to get it on top of whatever is set top box thing that they there's no i mean even a once a month thing that's a huge entertainment expense for just an average income family so I, i that's why I don't really see this being a huge success, but it's still, I mean, it's interesting because movies are really haven't been challenged like the music industry has. I don't really care if it's a success or not. I just care that it gets a chink in the armor of this bullshit. I mean, yeah, if it actually, you know, opens the eyes to, you know, the big studios saying like, oh, well, maybe we should investigate ways to, you know, release our movies over, you know, more digital platforms sooner or same day, I should... I think they have really go a long evidence way. now that it works. I mean, they, I, were... they do have enough evidence. It's yeah. just a matter of actually moving and doing something about it. It's like that movie a couple years ago, that sci-fi movie Snowpiercer. I know you hate it, but they released it video on demand originally, right? And it mm-hmm. did phenomenally well. And then they released it in the theater later on. But it probably didn't do well in the theaters, I'd imagine. Well, because probably everybody had already seen it who wanted to see it through their set-top box. Yeah. That's the point. It made a ton of money through set-top sales. Yeah. The the theater chain is the inefficient old technology, like the steamship. I feel like, okay, yeah, they make a lot of money the first couple weeks, and 
they can keep like the first couple weeks. Like I'll wait to see like, you know, the next Avengers or Star Wars, whatever, like in theaters, if it's two weeks before I can see it at home, you know, sitting on my couch. Personally, yeah. that's that's how I feel. Like but uh I just think that the majority of movies in the theater that you would go see, you don't have to go to the theater. You don't gain particularly anything extra from going to see it in the theater. Unless it's Avatar, 3D well, IMAX. Well, that's a Woo. movie that's shot like with that technology specifically in mind. True. Like it's not just, like some like sort of backfilled like, oh, we need to put in CGI. Yeah, if you've just seen the, or you know the latest Meryl Streep Oscar bait drama piece shitbag thing, is seeing that in IMAX really gonna do anything for you? I don't think so. No. I don't see the harm in that. Plus, it eliminates the aggravation of going to the theater and dealing with people, you know, making their popcorn and Skittles slurry and drinking and chewing with their mouths open. Well, we are we are concerned with the future because this is a sci-fi podcast, so I think the future is definitely going to be towards more specialized boutique cinemas where they have really strict rules of conduct like you know the uh alamo draft house that place always gets a lot of press because they're really strict yeah on and i wish there was one around here yeah but like smaller chains or even independents like that i think they'll make come back and that people may stop going to like the megaplexes and yeah they'll have more choices i do like the independent theater around here in the kenwood area it's really nice because yeah it's just a bit nicer. They don't have all the bullshit. I feel like that, like a big AMC chain has. But yeah, and that place is nice. I mean, and they give you a lot of amenities. And I mean, you can rent out a theater and watch a showing of a movie in there with like a catered dinner. I mean, it's pretty good. Yeah, and they have like a lot of specials where it's like, oh, we're gonna have like classic movie nights or something like that. And so yeah. that's the future. It has nothing to do with technology. It's all about convenience. Convenience and tailoring uh, experience. Yeah. At least for movies, that's going to be... Titus Welber trying to get out of that nutshell on the blue screen. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather watch it at home. Same. I mean, I'd much rather be on the couch, but just me. I don't want to watch Transformers 5 at all. But we survived the gauntlet, Justin. Congratulations. Good job. I feel like, yeah, we survived the gauntlet, but just knowing that Transformers 5 is... I don't know when it's coming out, but... It's looming over you. Yeah, like it's... Like an axe. It's like... You know, that little, you know, mole you never got checked on your arm or something like that. And Slowly metastasizing. Yeah, and then, like, <laughs> oh, it's, finally it's like, oh, you have cancer. Sorry. It's not going like, to be lethal. It's going to be like the moon in Majora's Mask, you know? It's just getting closer. <laughs> and it's got that fucked up smile on its face all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, next week is uh, Watchmen, the graphic novel and the director's cut. It's sci-fi-ish enough. Please, a guy gets disintegrated in a quantum it's, m- machine thingy. It's a little comic book sci-fi, but it's look. It's, it's still a, like you know near big, future-ish type stuff, and from the nineteen eighties. Yes, 